0: Robert Jones Situation Report with me your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. All right. Well, today's date is December December twenty fourth, twenty fourteen. Wow, we're just days away from two thousand fifteen and that will mark almost five years of me doing this um hosting this radio show and so many changes have taken place over the last five years in my personal life, as well as on Blog Talk Radio. Um, Blog Talk used to be a uh, place for folks who, like me, who were retired and didn't have anything else to do, and um, folks who uh, were using uh, this the medium uh, to voice their opinions on a variety of different topics and subjects and folks living in their mama's basements and, you know, the usual suspects. And so now it's just, it's changed. It's become so mainstream that actors, actresses, politicians, personalities from all over the spectrum... You name the personality, and they have a presence on Blog Talk Radio. They either have a show or they participate in some way in a variety of uh, different uh, shows. Name a celebrity, and uh, you'll find that more than likely they have a presence on Blog Talk Radio. (laughs) My, how things have changed. Today's date. Once again, december twenty fourth, just hours before Christmas Day. United States of America, Planet Earth, third planet from the Sun. So we've been doing Christmas shows for four years now, four out of five. I've had a Christmas broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Two thousand twelve was the only time I did not present a show. I was out of the country at the time. So, given the tradition, I think we should, uh, well, we should continue with our tradition, and that is the recitation of... the night before Christmas, or the original version, which I'm going to recite, given the, uh, that I'm a historian. It was originally titled um, A Visit from St. Nicholas, and not the night, twas the night before Christmas, or a night before Christmas. So, without further ado, let's get this party started. It <sighs> the, was the night before Christmas when When all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were all nestled, all snug in their beds, with visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads and Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, well, we just settled down, settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw open the sash. The moon... On the breast of a new falling snow Gave a lustre of midday objects below When what to my wonder My eyes did appear But a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer With a little old driver So lively and quick I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came. And he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now dancer, now dancer, now prancer, now vixen. On comet, on cupid, on donner, on blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, Now dash away, dash away, dash away all as leaves that before the wild hurricane flew when they met with an obstacle mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the courses they flew with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turned around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler, just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry, his droll little mouth was drawn up in a bow, and his beard well his beard on his chin was as white as with the snow the stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath he had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a like a bowl full of jelly he was chubby and plump right jolly old elf And I laughed when I saw him, (laughs) in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside his nose and gave a nod. And there you have it, folks, so we end our Christmas carol, a visit from St. Nicholas. Twas the night before Christmas. Well, hey, Mary's in the house. Merry Christmas, Mary. Well, there we go with our Christmas wish and our Christmas poem. And I thought it went pretty well. Four out of five Christmases I've been doing that very same poem. Mm Mm-hmm. And what a year we have had, folks. And we'll get back to that shortly. Until then, we're going to take a short break. (laughs) And we'll come right back And we'll talk about some more things, some things, well, we won't quite do our year-end review, not just yet, but we will talk about a few other things, Christmas things. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones.
2: No, in a one-horse open sleigh For the fuse we go Laughing all the way Bells on Bob still ring Making spirits bright Oh, what fun it is to sing A singing song tonight a Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride In a one-horse It's a ride in a one-horse open space.
0: Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. You know, there's been a lot made of the war on Christmas and whether or not there is an actual war on Christmas or whether it's all made up by conservatives to, uh, I guess, uh, drum up support for a variety of different organizations. However, is there a the question remains: Is there a war on Christmas? Now, my good friend Ken, Bern, Ken I'm sorry, Ken Braun, the war on Christmas has been won before. He wrote an article some time ago. Skirmishes in the so-called war on Christmas have been or can be as trivial as the American Family Association's uh, 2011 effort to denounce as naughty retailers who greeted shoppers with happy holidays rather than Merry Christmas. The fight can also become more aggressive, as in this year's dueling displays on the uh, Michigan Capitol grounds between a traditional nativity scene provided uh, by uh, Frank and Mom Brahms' Christmas Wonderland and the snake activity offered by the <laughs> Detroit chapter of the Satanic Temple. Pleasantly, this modern war has claimed no literal casualties. But that wasn't always so. Prior to the Protestant uh, Reformation, Christmas was a Catholic church tradition in Western Europe. When King Henry V broke away from the Pope in 1534, the ensuing Church of England continued Christmas as a Protestant celebration much as the Lutherans were doing in Germany. But in England, the seeds were planted for a government war against the holiday that would lead to both rioting well, rioting and, and even death. A century after King Henry, one particularly virulent anti-Catholic Protestant sect gained influence in Parliament, professing Christmas to be a Catholic heresy. Parliament banned its recognition in 1654, established penalties for its observance, and set about arresting ministers who preached on Christmas Day. So, you see, folks, the war on Christmas is not a new thing. Have we won? Are we still fighting the war for Christmas? I mean... Think about it. I mean, I think I can see both sides of this. You know, back when I was a kid, we didn't think twice. And even as a young adult, mind you, of saying, hey, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And it didn't really matter who you were saying Merry Christmas to. You didn't really give it any thought. One one really didn't think, well... Perhaps that person is not a Christian. Perhaps they're Jewish. Perhaps they're atheist. Perhaps they're Hindu, Muslim, uh, some Muslim uh, sect. Perhaps they don't celebrate Christmas. Did any of you think about that when we were younger? When we were kids? When we were in high school, in college, I'm 52 years old. Any of you listening who are in my age range, think about it. We didn't really think about that, nor did we care. But then again, we also lived in a time where secretaries were secretaries and not personal assistants or executive assistants. When flight attendants were stewardesses. When handicapped people were not physically challenged, or whatever they're called now. We lived in a time where things, times were, were simpler. And I'm sure each generation will say that. Well, times were a little simpler in my day, in the 70s. And in the 60s, they'll say the same thing. And I suppose in 2050, those folks will say the same thing to those folks who were were born of another generation, and so on. Now that I think about it now that I think about it and I've gone about saying Merry Christmas, I've I've almost feel a little some some kind of way about it. Is it is it I mean, is it wrong? Is it I mean I almost feel like maybe I shouldn't say Merry Christmas. Maybe I should be saying Happy Holidays because maybe the person I'm talking to doesn't celebrate Christmas. And then I think, well, the majority of Americans do celebrate Christmas. And even a lot of Jewish people celebrate Christmas. A few years back, um, there was a new greeting card established for a new a new holiday season where uh, Jews celebrated what was called Christmaka. Does anybody remember that? There's a television show that established Christmaka and greeting cards were produced as a result and, and on and on. It's the celebration of, yes, Christmas and Hanukkah. And so... The young man in the television series uh, wanted to celebrate, he wanted the benefits of both Hanukkah and Christmas, (laughs) get two sets of gifts, and, you know, on and on. So he came up with a holiday called Chrismaka, and as a result of that television series and that particular episode, greeting card companies produced greeting cards that celebrated, uh, or that one could give out for Christmukkah. And they sold. They sold big time. I don't know what's happened to it now. I haven't been following over the last uh, three or four years, but isn't that interesting? Christmukkah, the celebration of both Christmas and Hanukkah all at the same time. Well, so who knows? But then again, do we really care? If the person doesn't celebrate Christmas, then they can simply disregard what you just said and take it as a you know nothing more than a you know good morning or good afternoon but at least you said something that shows that you hope they have a merry whatever it is they're having be it christmas or or whatever else so i rationalized it that way when i began to feel a little odd a little a little something about saying merry christmas because I almost fell like so many of you I almost fell into that politically correct trap where I I almost I almost started to feel bad guilty for saying merry christmas I quickly snapped out of all of that and continue even today, saying, Merry Christmas. And if I don't see you before then, Happy New Year. And folks were, said, Merry Christmas. Same to you. A couple people didn't even acknowledge that I said it. Then again, maybe they weren't in a good mood and maybe they were thinking about something else. But rest assured, given that you're speaking or that you're listening to, a historian, not an amateur historian, not a buff, but a real live degree-holding historian, the war on Christmas is not a new thing. It's been going on for centuries. Atheist They were around centuries ago. And the tool that the modern atheists are using is the separation of church and state. (laughs) And some of us oblige them, whereas the amendment simply states that we are free that the government will not establish a national religion and I'm paraphrasing and being concise here it doesn't say that we don't have a right to be religious the founding fathers for the most part were all religious men and they used God in reference to Everything they did, from the time they got up in the morning until the time they went to bed at night, they're our founding fathers. And they used God's name in official documents and and in every other aspect of their lives. And I just repeated myself, didn't I? But yes, they did. There are enemies of Christmas as far back. as recorded history or at least as far back as the 1500's there's nothing new here so we'll continue the fight for the war to be able to say Merry Christmas and Happy Happy New Year Merry Christmas What's wrong with that? Nothing. And for those of you who do not celebrate Christmas, just disregard what I said. Back when I was nine, ten years old, a new Christmas holiday sprang up called Kwanzaa. Black folks started celebrating Kwanzaa. I still don't know what that is. I bothered not to learn what it is. But there was a song, Happy Kwanzaa, Merry Kwanzaa, and so on. Because during that time, black folks were attempting to establish their own identity after 400 years of bondage by those wretched, old, mean white folks. So they didn't want to go with the traditional
1: Christmas.
0: They wanted their own Christmas celebration. So they came up with Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Would you? The, the, it's uh well. I'm going to go ahead and explain what Kwanzaa is because I'm. I just. I just Wikipedia it. Now I'm a black man, by the way. I celebrate Christmas. Kwanzaa came about when I was a kid. All right. So Kwanzaa is a week long celebration. Held in the United States and also celebrated in the Western African uh, diaspora and other nations of the Americas as well, the celebration honors African heritage and African American culture, and is observed from December 26 to January 4, first, culminating in a feast and gift giving. Kwanzaa has seven core principles, and it was created by Maluna Karanga and was first celebrated in 1966. So, yeah, I was a kid when Kwanzaa came into play. (sighs) Needless to say, I do not celebrate Kwanzaa. I celebrate Christmas. And Christmas is here, baby. And I have a stash of gifts underneath my tree. I started my Christmas shopping early, and I'm all set and ready to go. I'm ready to give gifts, and I'm certainly ready ready to receive. Now, how many of you have given out, you know, just, just forgot all about, just said, you know what, to hell with it. I'm not going to. Store to store to store, trying to get everybody what they think, what I think they want, or what they've said they want. I'm just going to go out and get a stack of gift cards, put them in those cute little envelopes, and pass them out. A lot, right? Because that's what I did. I went, I went to Costco, baby. I went to Costco and several other locations, but mainly Costco. And I got like a big old stack of um, honey-baked ham um, gift cards, AMC Movie Theater gift cards. Uh, What else did I get? Um, P.F. Chang's uh, $79 and you get like $100 uh, $250 uh, gift cards. So I spent $79. I got $250 gift cards for there. I got like five or six envelopes of those so now instead of going from store to store and getting people like ties they don't want or sweaters they don't want or some other gift that you know they're never going to use they're probably going to recycle and give to somebody they don't like i went ahead and i got stuff that i know people will use because everybody likes honey baked ham if you don't, you're not really an American. And you should give that card away. Everyone likes Starbucks gift cards. Everyone likes movie tickets. Everybody likes PF Chang's and other restaurants. Ruth, Chris, Steakhouse got a few of those. Got like four of those. Paid seventy nine dollars for those. Each they came in they came in um stacks of twos. each. I'm all set. I didn't have to wrap anything. I know that what I'm giving, folks are going to love. They're going to find a way to use them. You know, or they'll give them to somebody that certainly will use them. It's not going to be like that really ugly sweater with that ugly tie or some absurd (laughs) knickknack. You know? It's it's a it's a win-win for everybody. Especially me. Because that's the kind of shopping you can do like the week before Christmas or 2 or 3 days before before Christmas. Just make sure you get them out in the mail on time. You know, so it's been it's going to be it has been a great Christmas season starting with well, going going all the way back to um to uh Halloween. Because in my opinion, the Christmas season starts not with Thanksgiving, but with Halloween. I mean, I don't know how many of you agree with that, but I mean, I think it does. So, politics and Christmas. If there is such a thing, and I fully believe that there is, well, divine providence. Clearly, divine providence played a most important part. In the events surrounding the founding of this great nation. For those who wish to separate Christmas from politics. Of this day, I'm with you. But one must realize that without connecting the two. We may well not have had, not have a nation at all. When one thinks of Christmas. The true and first Christmas, one thinks of tiny Bethlehem. That's where it started, Bethlehem. So too, via divine providence, is Bethlehem a key to our nation's birth? Yes, it's a different Bethlehem than the one from the first Christmas. But I ask you, is it coincidence? I rather doubt that it is, as I don't believe such things, either in politics or divine providence. (laughs) You're wondering, what, what is this guy talking about? What is he talking about? Well, the day was December 25th, Christmas Day. The year was 1776. General Washington, whom was known by many of his men as His Excellency, had been fighting a defensive war of revolution for many months. A war of revolution fought on the defensive, as Washington knew, was a losing effort, and indeed the Continental Army was losing. Washington and his troops were low, nearly absent of supplies, and it was freezing as cold as hell outside. It was winter. Well, Washington determined that the only proper course was to attack. But in order to do so, it must come as a surprise. And plans would have to be made, mostly in secret, with only those most trusted And most necessary knowing it. And so, in that manner, the plans were made and the target would be Trenton, New Jersey. Trenton, at the time, held by the Hessians, was who were fighting – the Hessians were fighting for the crown at that time. They were fighting for England. So, And it was held by the Hessians. Trenton was held by the Hessians. Does that make any sense, or maybe I had a little too much wine so far. Failure would have meant more than likely the defeat of the Continental Army and the failure of the revolution. Washington must surely have realized this, and he was also well he also must have known that the odds were against him. But slowly and quietly on December 25th, the word was spread through Washington's troops that they would make a most unlikely advance, and they would make it that very night, December 25th, 1776. And it was cold outside, folks. The weather was horrendous. It was snowing. It was rainy. The wind was blowing. Imagine it back in those days, with the clothing they had to wear <laughs> you know it was it was it was as bad enough for many who were there to regard it as a hurricane in the winter. Washington and his troops were nowhere close by the day's measures to where they needed to be in order to launch such a strike. And to reach that point, they would have to march, 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 march in freezing, cold, snowy, rainy weather. They were barely getting paid, folks. They had little sustenance sustenance, and ammunition and all of that. They must have been some dedicated dudes. Don't you think? But they marched. Those patriots many without shoes, folks, shoes or boots, marched through the snow. In that weather, to the shore of the Delaware River, where that ever-so-important crossing was about to take place, you know the one I'm talking about. By the time they got there, it was nearly 6 p.m., December 25th, 1776. It was dark, and there were a motley collection of Different boats were waiting. Washington took the lead. And the rest, well, <laughs> you know the rest. So, now let's get back to that divine providence. And for that, well, well, where did they need to go? Bethlehem, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It happened on Christmas Day, 1776. In order for Washington to get to where he needed to go, Washington and his troops marched through Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. The attack on Trenton took place the next morning, and in fact, it did come as a surprise. The Continental Army took Trenton, and it was that attack brought about by a Christmas Day march through Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which turned the tide of the Revolution. Think of it as you listen to those who – whose – ideology attempts to prevent us from issuing such so much as a, a merry christmas or placing a scene of nativity in a park or as we have pointed out cause those singing carols on christmas to be thrown from a us post office or march or, or mall our nation may n- may well never have become a nation Had not one of our founding fathers, an American general, made a Christmas Day march through the snow, the wind, the rain, and... All of that. (laughs) In the worst conditions, through a town called Bethlehem. While this great nation was not founded... In the adherence to any specific religion, but on faith, how can anyone ever know the full story behind the famous painting and not believe in divine providence? The famous painting I'm talking about is Washington crossing the Delaware, the Delaware. How can one but look at the painting and know the full story and state it was just coincidence. How can anyone believe it is but right-wing pandering to state that we support our troops on Christmas if they know the complete story behind that famous painting? How? I will not apologize for bringing up politics on this day of Christmas Eve nor for wishing our troops and their families and everyone else the very best Christmas. Because I know, I know it was Washington's troops on Christmas Day in 1776 who marched in the snow, the rain, and the wind without shoes or boots through Bethlehem to light the candle of freedom which burns bright to this day I know and now so do you we're going to take a, another short break and we'll come right back you're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report the call in number is 347 884
1: <laughs>
3: I want a hippopotamus for Christmas Only a hippopotamus will do Don't want a doll, no dinky tinker toy I want a hippopotamus to play with and enjoy I want a hippopotamus for Christmas Bring him through the front door, that's the easy thing to do. I can see me now on Christmas morning creeping down the Bye.
0: one of my all-time favorite christmas tunes i dig it i sing along yeah yeah you know what it's been around since i was a kid i mean i think it was i think it was first sung like before i was born now remember i'm 52 years old and in just a few days january 1st i will be 53 yeah, a lot of folks say, well, you know what, you don't sound like you're 53, you sound like a kid. Or, you know, an insult from black folks is, you sound, you don't sound black, you sound white. You sound white, you sound like white. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, so, but yes, I'm 52, and I'll be 53, and there have been 52 Christmases. And five here on Blog Talk Radio. And so much has changed, as I pointed out, on Blog Talk Radio. Christmas. Christmas, folks. So, what's it all about? Is it about gift-giving? Is it about presents? Is it about the... Commercialization of Christmas in terms of going out and buying lots of stuff. Well, you know, we do live in a capitalist society, and it, you know, they encourage us to do a lot of shopping. But you know what? Those things that we buy and all the shopping, you know, you just kind of got to look through all that and see through all of it and say, you know what? They're advertising their wares in a capitalist society that we really do appreciate. Because it gives us so much, you know, it it gives us so many choices, rather. So, but I know that in the morning, when folks open their gifts, that the looks on their faces, they're going to be happy. They're going to be happy, and they're going to celebrate Christmas. They're going to have some food. They're going to have a great day, even if they have to work, you know. During the day, they're going to come back. Christmas is going to be a great day. And, yeah, it's stressful. It is. It's stressful the, first, the few weeks leading up to it, especially the, the the last couple of weeks. We know how stressful it can be, all the cooking that needs to be done. Of course, I do all my stuff at Honey Baked Ham. I get everything from Honey Baked Ham. I should be doing a commercial for Honey Baked Ham. I should be getting paid from Honey Baked Ham right here, right here and now. But we do all this stuff. For this one day, tomorrow. And then, you know, it's over. Because after that, you know, the holiday season is pretty much done. We've got New Year's coming up, and there's not really much to buy for that. You know, you're either just going to sit at home, you know, watch the ball drop in New York, you know, with your significant other, with your family. You might even be alone. Who knows? But it's not nearly as stressful as uh, Christmas. So tomorrow it's going to be over. We're done. But tomorrow is going to be a great day. Midnight. And if you have kids, it's going to be so much better because they you're going to sit around and watch them play with their goodies. A lot of the really little the really small ones they're going to play with a box of the stuff the goodies came in, you know, we did that as kids as well. And you know, I was watching an episode of uh, Major Crimes where one of the uh one of the actors in the series said, "Well, you know, at this point, you know, Christmas isn't about us as their children. It's about them. It's about making them, meaning our parents feel as though we're enjoying Christmas as much now as if we were 7 years old. And that's not off the mark. You know, parents really want us to enjoy Christmas as we remembered it back when we were kids. And for some of us like myself our my parents are are no longer are no longer here, but you know, it's really important to make our parents now feel as though we're really enjoying Christmas. It gives them a sense of, uh, you know, it brings back a lot of fond memories for them. And I know it did for my parents when, when they were here. But remember, the war Christmas, folks, It's it's been around for centuries. And like someone once said, there is nothing new under the sun And I think it was Will Rogers who said history doesn't repeat itself but it does rhyme. And remember a lot of stuff that we're seeing now in terms of the war on Christianity the war on Christmas the war on this and the war on that well It's been going on for centuries, folks, and no one's won. There has been no winner in – well, let's just single out for the rest of this conversation, the next couple of minutes, the war on Christmas. Given that the war on Christmas has been fought for centuries and there has been no winner and no loser – That should give you solace that, at least in your lifetime, Christmas was going to be around, and maybe for the next few centuries to come. So don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. They can do whatever it is they think they need to do, but... The war on Christmas will not be resolved anytime soon, and we will have Christmas. History doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. Thank you all for listening tonight to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Christmas Special on blogtalkradio.com. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and you get all the things you want I got a feeling I'm gonna get most of the stuff I want, except that you know I bought that damn Xbox from Xbox One from Costco, and it's a ripoff because it doesn't work with any of the stuff that I have now. You know, I'm, it's in the closet right now. I, I'm not even gonna break it out because it's just like I gotta buy all new peripherals. I, you know, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We're out.
2: Tiny little boots covered in snow Apple cider warming on the stove Tinsel twinkling everywhere Holly hanging on the stairs. It must be Christmas Eve. Angel sitting high upon a tree. Watching over presents patiently. Milk and cookies on a plate. Santa Claus is on his way. The kids should be. But sleigh bells are ringing in their heads Twisting like little tops in their beds Trying to sleep but it's no use With puffs tap-tapping on the roof Begging out the window to see what they can see A candy cane Christmas Sweet as it can All early, cause they can't wait to see, if Santa made it so they can say, look what he In their bed, sleep, but it's no use. With puffs tap, tapping on the roof, digging out the window to see what they can see. It's a candy cane Christmas, sweet as it can be. The candy cane Christmas Sweet As it (laughs)